Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back to the Dwell Podcast, everyone. It is your host, Natalie Abbott, and I am super excited about our verse for November. It says this, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. It's from Galatians 6, 9. So we're going to be talking about faithfulness. We're going to be talking about not giving up, doing the things that God has called us to do. Um, and so I am super excited this month, all month long, we have Katie Giuliano with us. She's from Hosanna Revival. And talk about doing some good work. Like the stuff that they do is just incredibly beautiful. So welcome, Katie. I'm so excited to get to chat with you. Oh man, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks so much for thinking of me and our business and just wanting to have me on. It's such an honor. Oh my gosh. Okay. So for those of you who don't know what Hosanna Revival is, Katie, can you tell us what you guys do? Yeah. So put simply, we create beautiful faith-based paper goods. That's what I'd tell somebody if I sat next to them on an airplane and they said, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> when, I'm talking, when I'm talking to believers, that, that conversation gets a little bit deeper and we, we create beautiful Bibles just because we truly believe that the word of God will change your life. And so we wanted to make it beautiful on the outside, just as beautiful as we know the words on the inside are. So again, faith-based paper goods, hopefully to draw people in to actually engage with God's word. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're so lovely, like absolutely incredible. So tell me, how did you start out? Like what, what gave you this passion? Oh man, one of my favorite stories to tell, so I'm glad you asked. I was actually, I, I became a Christian when I was 18, um, but I went, off, I went off to college with no community and no guidance, no church. I had just, you know, accepted Christ and really had no idea what came next. So my freshman year of college was, it was ugly. It looked a lot like uh, most, you know, secular freshman year of colleges look for most people. Um, and so that, that first year I was now, you know, living this sad life, not for the Lord, but now with conviction because I had accepted Christ. And so the worst. Oh my gosh. Can't you picture it? Like, so that, well, I, I can. Yes. I, I have a similar story of just having, um, having read God's word and like having it convict me and living that ugly lifestyle. Mm. When I was in college as well, it was just a, I was just a mess. So Oh man. <laughs> no, I love that. You totally get it then. So <laughs> it was the end of my freshman year that through, you know, another really cool story and a lot of really great people. I actually, you know, learned what it meant to follow Jesus and started following him for real. And then it was, I had already booked a study abroad though at that point in time. So I had this new community, new church, all these great friends and roommates that actually were showing me day by day how to follow the Lord. But then I packed up and moved to Spain for six months. So all of these like lifelines that I had started to like rely on and lean on were gone. And, I, and so I had to learn in those, you know, desperate moments abroad, how to lean on the Lord and only the Lord. Um, yeah. And even at that point too, like I didn't have a church I could go to. So it was really just me and God's word. And I, I had to learn to read it and I had to learn to love it. <laughs> so wow. it was, I mean, so impactful for me and my own faith, but I was such a new believer and just had such a, a fire 
for the Lord that I, I so desperately wanted other people to kind of unlock this beauty that I had just uncovered, uh, which is just funny looking back now. It's like people have been uncovering this for years, but it seems so groundbreaking for me that I'm like, how can I get other people to know that God's word is legit, you know? <laughs> so yes, I was yes. so I'm excited. the only one who knows. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I must tell the people. So really, it was at that point, uh, I start, I designed my own Bible because I wanted it to be beautiful just for my own, you know, personal experience and the richness I knew that the word held. And it was then kind of a, a really fast track. You know, I was a student in business school and I've always been an artist and I kind of saw the, the business opportunity, like, okay, wait a minute, nobody's doing this. Bibles are yeah. they're black, they're simple, and I've got these designs in my brain, like, I know that I could make them beautiful, and I could probably run a successful business. But then secondly, that mindset of, this could be a ministry. People people could love these, and I could give these, you know, to my non-believing family members, and maybe they'd open them. Maybe I could give them to a friend, and she'd open it. And so it really was wow. that, that heart for non-believers in the beginning um, that kind of launched the business. That's crazy. So, so artist business, that sounds like not a normal, you know, <laughs> mix of personality. Like I love to do art and blah, blah, blah. And also I have this huge business mind, like what an interesting skill set to kind of have those mesh together. in one person who's like, there's a, there's a, there's a thing I can do with this. Um, so I just love that. But what did that first Bible look like? I would love to know. Oh, do, you still, do you still have it? I, I do have it. I don't use it anymore. Uh, so it was my bilingual Bible that I had taken to Spain. Um, I was oh my in my gosh, that's in amazing. Yes, yes. So it's a bilingual uh, Spanish-English side-by-side Bible. It's olive green, and it had some like kind of like fall-toned roses on it. So okay. I, I put the my, my favorite new verse as a baby Christian was from Romans 8, and it was just the piece that said nothing can separate us. And mm. I, I wrote it in Spanish, nada nos podrá separar. So I, I thought that was so quirky and cute. And <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love your story. That is so incredible. And it's funny to me that you're like, well, so I had to go on this trip to Spain. <laughs> Big bummer. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, what an amazing thing, though, that God like pulled you out of your normal and kind of called you into this moment with him that was very personal and very like removed in a way and just called you into his word very specifically. Like this is, this is what you got now, right? Oh Me gosh. and you, let's do this. Yes. No. And I, I mean, I have always loved the book of Hosea. That's something I studied like way early on in my faith. And that the scripture that says, I'll lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. I'm like, well, if that's mm -hmm. not me, like <laughs> pull me away from literally everything. And at the time I was just battling still a lot of really ugly, dark sin from my past. And so that time abroad was really special for me. I just love how God has these like very specific ways that he knows who we are because he made us, but he knows who we are and he knows exactly what we need and just like speaks into that in a way that is, I mean, like what a creative and fun experience. And yet what a, like, what a beautiful fruit to have from that because everybody who has seen any of the stuff that you guys put out, it has to just say, yes, amen. This is awesome. I love it. <laughs> um, it's just so cool. So I have a question for you. Here you are, artist, business person, 
doing, um, you know, passionate about God's word and making it beautiful. Um, and I love that you say faith-based paper products because I love to feel paper in my hands, even <laughs> yeah. though I can read things online. Like, oh, I just, I, sometimes I just need my real Bible with the pages and the stuff underlined and, you know, um, uh-huh. what is most exciting to you about doing what you do for Hosanna Revival? Like your day-to-day, you're doing your thing. What do you just love about it? Man, I think it's, I think kind of what you hit on before, the, how I'm like an artist and a business person. And then you already even said like how God is so specific in the way that he loves us. I reflect all the time on like how on earth, like does he love me and know me so much that he knew I needed a career where I could do both. Because um, that was my, my college track was I was going to do one or the other. And I ended up choosing to go to business school instead of art school. And I kind of thought, you know, this will be a hobby on the side. This is kind of the end of artist Katie. And then what a gift now that I get to not only use like a strategic business mind and do my art. Then on top of that, like a new passion for leading people and kind of just general management. And that is so exciting and rich to me that... Like I just get to do all those things and I try not to take any of it for granted because it really, it has been such a blessing. That is so cool. I have an English degree. So, you know, that's really marketable. Yes. Um, <laughs> a lot of people really look at that and they're like, wow, you, wow. It's like being a doctor, right? Um, anyway, I, I do feel like though, similarly with what I get to do with dwell, like I get to write and I get to talk about, like, those are the things I'm most excited about is writing and thoughts and ideas and Jesus and getting to like mesh all that together is just so much fun for me. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you, because I, I noticed that your husband is like part of Hosanna Revival. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Nick, um, Nick and I were the same year in college. We met the first day of college, which is too funny, but he ended up finishing. <laughs> he knew, he knew the, uh-huh. the both versions. <laughs> yes. And Nick has followed Jesus much longer than I. So he was very patient. Yes. Yes. So he, he finished out his degree in information systems. So kind of front end development, um, mm. website stuff. And then he worked a, corporate job for about six months, maybe five months. And we got married right after he graduated. So five months after he graduated, he Mm -hmm. quit his corporate job to join me. (laughs) That was- You're kidding. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was really cool. We had always expected, you know, someday we'd be doing ministry together in some form. We did not expect it to happen. He quit his job literally the day before our wedding. So it was- Did everybody think that you guys were like these crazy little babies? Like, what are you doing, Katie? (laughs) Come on. Yes. Even just a few years out, like my younger sister is the age that I was when I got married and all this went down. And I'm like, Uh if she were to pull something like that, I would be all over her butt. You know, (laughs) we were crazy. But we just, we, we think back all the time and what we kept telling ourselves is like, how far do we have to fall? You know, like there's nothing to That's lose at this true. point. That is a good starting like, point at the bottom. Gosh, at the bottom. Yes, but truly like that is such a lesson for us in building like trust in the Lord. And as you try and build mm. this faithfulness is like, if you take these tiny steps, like, and he shows up, like I've never been proved wrong, you know, like every time we do something crazy, he shows up. So we just keep doing crazy stuff. I love it. I love it. So how many years have you guys been doing it now? Hosanna is six years old and Nick has been working here for four. Okay. So you guys have only been married for like four years. Yeah. About to be four years this month. Girl. 
Oh, I just love you guys. That is amazing. (laughs) That just makes my heart so happy. Oh, Uh, thank you. Okay, so so our verse talks a lot about persistence, this idea of faithfulness. Um, What is one way that you feel like, because I mean, it can't all be roses and puppy dogs and rainbows, right? So what what is one thing that you feel like you've really had to persist through with your business or being in business with your husband? Like, I know that like you love Jesus and you love what you do, but like real, 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 real things happen and things can be hard. And like, how do you push through and so the thing that came to mind this has been something that I kind of wrestled with a lot in the beginning um was just the fact that things were coming so naturally and easily you know like there wasn't a lot of trial in in certain areas that I would have expected trial and Mm. so I'm like am I just blind to this like what is something big and ugly gonna come soon you know like what can I expect to come crashing down right Um, then really after like years of that I kind of I did quite a few studies on, you know, what does calling look like and what does anointing look like and just using your gifts so specifically. And in my scenario, like truly my gifts are being used very, very well. And I know that is not the story for everybody, but a lot Mm. of things came very naturally. And so there wasn't a lot of trial in the, in those areas, you know, like working hard and making art, you know, like it was all natural. So then I get hit with what has been so beautiful and humbling, like these great trials when I kind of stepped out of my natural gifting and into management and into leading Mm. other people and Mm -hmm. that I'm not kidding, like almost killed me, like absolutely. (laughs) Cause you know, like hard workers know how to, how to work hard and how to stay up late until the job gets done. Um, Mm. But I think like once, and you know, if you mess up and it's your own problem, like you take the blame and you move on. But when you are now accountable for and to other people, like learning mm. the humility that it takes to like, uh, not only, you know, apologize, course correct for yourself, course correct for them, and then clean up all the things that your error, like the wake that your error has, it's just so much wider when there's other people involved. So for me, learning, learning to manage has been a great challenge. I hear you right now, lady, because Dwell is a little over three years old. Um, and there have been, um, as we've grown and sort of added lots of people, I would say that is not at all in my skill set. And it's been, that is a real challenge. Like, how do you gracefully create a culture um, with the people that you work with? And how do you, how do you deal with mistakes? How do you, like you said, course correct for yourself? How are, you know, the, the accountability component, like, man, it's hard. That's hard. Man, it is. And, but what's something that's been so beautiful for me is in those early years, a lot of the work I was doing, I did feel so alone. And you might be able to relate to that. It's like, you probably don't have many friends also running, you know, Christian businesses with podcasts, right. you know, like there's not a lot of people to talk to, but then as soon uh-huh. as my issues became management issues, it's like every one of my friends works in a job and has a manager, you know, like I, and now it opened the gates to all these people that I could bring in and ask for advice. And, you know, I think they were finally like, oh, thank goodness we can finally help Katie. Like something <laughs> <laughs> <you> way in. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, okay. Well, Katie, we are running out of time here for this episode, um, but I just appreciate your story. I appreciate how God has gifted you and giving you a vision for something that is so both beautiful and practical. Um, and for those of you guys listening at home, we'll have links in our episode notes for how you can find out more about Hosanna Revival and see some of the beautiful things that they put out. Um, but we are going to be talking with Katie again two more times. Um, we're going to really dive in in our next episode to the verse. And then after that, in our episode three, we're going to talk more about like, how do we live this out? How do we um, have this holy persistence in our lives? Um, so anyway, thank you so much, Katie, for being on this episode. And we just look forward to getting to talk more with you. Great. See you guys soon. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.